The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Two guys in a room with a piece of glass separating them. One from Massachusetts, one from New York. Talking sports with you here on a Tuesday. It's time for another edition of Ronin the Dessert. Right here on WTBR 89.7 FM. Come join us. Give us a call right now. 445-5943. Sports Talk Party Tuesday. Let's go. Welcome again to another edition of Cronin and the Zook right here at WTBR Sports Talk at 89.7 FM. WTBR. My mother keeps asking me all the call letters yesterday. What's the call letters to your station? I'm like, Mom, WTBR. <laughs> Tomboy Rob, I kept saying to her. That, that, was, that was a good Mad Dog Russo. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, yeah. My name is Good Afternoon, everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, Mad Dog, you say, Good Afternoon, everybody. How are you today? <laughs> oh, speaking of, wait, speaking of my, Mad Dog. I'm listening to Francesca's podcast the other day, right on the air, and I and I'm listening, and I'm and I'm looking at my email. I'm like, man, I wish Mike would have wrote me back. And all of a sudden, I hear Robbie and Lennox starts talking about the NBA and my comments about the NBA. So, so how was your fourth, man? So that's what you meant when you said you that he was reading your email. He was he, reading. He, yeah, that, he was. That's he, so yeah, cool. He was man. reading my email. Yeah. I'm Is reading. that guy ever going to retire? He he retires and unretires more than uh, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Or Ross Perot, I was going to say. I'm back. I'm in. I'm back. I don't know where. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I can't make up my mind. The fourth was great. My father and I, we, we threw a couple of filet mignons on the uh, nice. fry pan last night and just watched the Red Sox. You know, they were all wearing their patriotic gear. It was They beat the Rays, you know. And I was going to, like I said to you before the show started, uh, I'm I'm – so uninterested in this Red Sox-Yankees series this weekend, a four-game series. Usually it's a big deal this time of year. Why? Because they're so far out? 13 and a half games out of first yeah, place. Yeah, but I mean, it's July, though, man. I mean, the thing it, is, it, is that— I, I, don't, I don't think they're ever going to dig out of that hole to win the division, but, you know, I hope they do what they did last year, get the wild card, win, win around. Right. you gotta you, know? be, you got to be hot sometimes, and sometimes you got to be good, you know, so— Do you want to hear something pathetic? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Why not? So there's a lot they of need, they, need, they need a spot starter for their for their game on Wednesday against the Rays. Okay, now who's starting? They're talking about bringing up this kid Brian Bale, okay. who has been their best uh, pitching prospect that they've developed in I don't know since John Brian, Lester. Brian Bale, okay. And uh, uh, they asked Alex Cora, well, you know, Chris Sale, you know, he pitched four innings in Portland, you know, he that would be his regular turn. Why wouldn't you bring him up? And, and Alex Cora goes. Oh, we would not want to. We would not want to upset the fans in Worcester. The park is sold out, and the media and the fans on Twitter blasted him. He was making a joke. 
he needs to go another round through, you know, through the competition. But he said, oh, we, we, they sold out the park. We would not want to upset the people. Am I right? You know, that's what he said. And he said it as a joke. And everybody just, just went on the let's attack Cora bandwagon. Wow. I thought it was funny. I really did. I thought it was hysterical. See, I had friends of mine saying, oh, Cora's terrible. Well, like, Cora's terrible. Look what it turned around the team, for crying out loud. I knew, look, I knew the Red Sox are a good team. They got off to a terrible start. And let's face it, I mean, the, the, you know, the trading deadlines at the end of July, they're going to add some pieces. I mean, if they're, they're definitely not going to be sellers. They're definitely going to be, you know, you know uh, buyers for sure, in my opinion. I mean, Kyle, you know, Bloom's going to go out and buy some people. But uh, anyway, yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, had dinner on Friday, and then Sue and I went to see the new Elvis film, which was absolutely fantastic. I haven't cried that hard in a long time. And it's funny because 77 was my first summer up here as a camper, and I remember when he passed away and just, uh, just you know, just bigger than life. You know, I kept going, da-da-da, da-da-da. I'm sitting there during the movie theater. <laughs> movie, my, but my, my it was co- great. Tom Hanks was great, and the kid who played Elvis was amazing, so I really enjoyed it, yeah. My cousin Scott is an Elvis impersonator. He, Very did, nice. he does He does shows. He's actually really fantastic. Oh, wow, you got to send me, like, a video or something. And uh, he told me that, I said, how, how was the Elvis movie? Because he posted on Facebook that he was going to see it, and he said, it was perfect. That's how. That's all he said. He goes, it was perfect. So I'm like, that That sounds like a movie I got to go see. I got three movies that I got to go see on the docket. I want to see Jurassic Park, I want to see Elvis, and I want to see Top Gun Maverick. Those I saw Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick yeah. was fun, but this was better. This was actually a better film, so. Okay. Yeah, I saw Jurassic Park gets bar mitzvah. That's the newest one. I'm <laughs> waiting for Jurassic <laughs> Jurassic Park, the apology. We tried to see if it extends longer than the Rocky saga. Oh, my God, the Rocky Marathon was on yesterday. It's like, yeah, you do it, you know, like. I mean, it was like Rocky Three, Rocky Five. Put him up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Eat with your appointment at Rock Poiminant. Yeah, like from Burgess Marathon. I love when Rocky's doing Hebrew. He's like doing the Kaddish when, when Mickey dies in the third one. And he's, he's like trying to, trying to speak Hebrew, you know, like with his, with his accent. But anyway, I got I to talk, talk about the NBA because, first of all, the salaries are just ridiculously insane and but uh i'm happy what the knicks did i really am they, they make all these moves they trade a bunch of guys they get rid of salary cap and they go get jalen brunson but i gotta start with the two most annoying people on the planet in the nba and that's Kyrie irving and kevin durant i mean can you believe the chutzpah excuse me can you believe the nerve of kevin durant wanting a trade they offer him 198 million dollars to sign for four years this guy wanted a new coach. They got Atkinson out of there. He wanted his buddy Kyrie, and then they got Harden. And I knew it was going to be a disaster between those three egos. And, I mean, he gets on Barkley because Barkley called him a bus rider, not a bus driver. He is a bus rider. Now he's talking about going back to Golden State. Back to Golden State. And then, then wait, then he wants a trade, and he asks, he, asks, he asks Sean Marks, the general manager, if he could get a trade to either Phoenix or Miami. Oh, wow, riding the bus again, are we, Kevin, huh? The two top teams in the East. Eastern and Western Conference. Okay, granted, no, they didn't get to the NBA Finals, but I mean, and <laughs> you know, this guy's and, unbelievable, dude. I, I mean, what a nerve! I, what I mean, they're ta- they're talking trade rumors, trading him to Boston, and the main piece in the deal is going to be Jalen Brown. No, do not make that trade, please. I don't want a 35 year old Kevin Durant traded for a 25 year old Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, his game has gotten better every year. I mean, he, he missed a few shots in the finals, but this guy's retired. But Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant, are you kidding me? Get no, out of here with that, that nonsense. That's, that's no of, way. No way. I wouldn't no do way. that either. I mean, I wouldn't do that either. I, it just, you know, it's amazing with Durant, though. I mean, he's just like, all of a sudden, you know, it's not his way. And the stupid thing about it is that Irving was 
Fruberd to go to the Lakers, and 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 they're gonna get picks back, and then they were gonna get what's his name? Uh, the, who's the kid who shoots for the for the Nets? Uh, Is it Joe Smith? No, there was another. There yeah. was there was I, I was. I heard this morning. I think it was Joe Smith or something. That the Lakers wanted them to take on his two years oh, yeah, right, and thirty nine million dollars left on his contract to get flat earther Kyrie Irving. Please, no. I mean, I, flat want, earther. I mean, he wants to make he wants to make good. He's he's sad that he you know that he screwed up their relationship with with LeBron and Cleveland. Earther. He fleeced Boston. You know, he comes out and says, "I want to be here." If y'all have me, I want to be here for the majority of my career, and I, you know, I want to hang banners up on the rafters. <laughs> then he fleeces the, the, the Celtics, goes to the Nets, <laughs> and then he goes to the Nets and, and, and convinces them with his with his uh, ship that the uh, the Earth is flat and tries to ride that he rides them off a cliff. Crazy, I you know. I mean, the guy the guy is out of his mind. Hey, you know what? If the Lakers, and, and the, there's also been rumors too, Kyrie for Westbrook. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to talk well, about. LeBron, why Westbrook Le- coming over? That was Le- my next thought. <laughs> Le- Le- LeBron wanted Westbrook last year, right, and now. then he threw him under the bus. You know, and now he's he trying threw to him get under rid- Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, he, he threw him under bus, Kevin Durant. That's funny. The bus rider. That is. Oh, by great. the way, four one three four four five five nine four three in big letters. It's sitting in front of me for people who want to call in today. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like, and then he wants to go, and then the, evidently they wanted to take on a, a couple. Oh, Joe, uh, Joe was it Joe Harris? His contract, so they wanted to trade him uh, to to the Lakers. And then, and then they want some pieces back. And Sean Marks said he's not trading Durant unless he gets two stars back and a bunch of picks. But, I mean, Irving wants to go back and out and play with LeBron? Like, why didn't you just stay with him in Cleveland at this point? These guys are unbelievable. I can't believe how ridiculous and absurd the NBA is going to be. And look, at did you see the contracts? I mean, <laughs> John Morant, to me, who's one of my favorite players to watch, he's a real old-fashioned guy. Takes the ball to the hole. Five years, 23 mil. Uh, Beal, $251 million to re-sign with the Wizards. Malcolm Brogdon's a guy we'll talk about, too, in a trade. But Gary Payton signing with the Blazers for three. And obviously Jalen Brunson. We'll get into that at all. We got a caller. Okay, sounds good to me. It was there. Okay, we'll take it after. I took, I, no, it's, it's, it should oh, it's be there? good. Okay, good morning. The- Ralphie. I can't. The, uh, the Globe beer. Now you can. There we go. <laughs> I got you. I got to push the button. How's everything this morning, guys? How's things it going, are, Ralphie? Things are good. We're talking about, we're talking about Kyrie Irving and, uh, and Durant. I mean, I just... Can you imagine that? If you're Sean Marks, you're like, you know, like, what did I do here? You know, I went to get this guy, and the other guy comes along, and, you know, I trade Levert, and I get rid of Dun- Dinwiddie and, and Jalen, and all these guys that were really good, and they ended up bringing these clowns, and then they bring Harden in. Uh, it's just, a, it's a, what a mess. It's, what a mess in Brooklyn. Dur- right? Durant's the very definition of a front runner. Oh, yeah. He wants to go with a, con- he wants to go to a contender, and that's it. You know, the next guy, the next team that wins the championship, you can bet that Durant will be right at their doorstep. Of course. That's what we asked for. T- we asked for a trade to Phoenix or Miami. I'm like, come on, man. It's like, where's the challenge? Let's just jump the bandwagon again. Hey, like you did in Golden State. Then you turn on $31 million to come to the Nets. You want to come to Brooklyn. You turn down the Knicks because you didn't want to play in New York because there's too much pressure in Madison Square Garden. So living room balls, and you go to Brooklyn to play for the Brooklyn Nets. There's and- no no loyalty at all with anybody and their teams anymore that they got drafted by. I mean, you know, Durant. Except like, for Joey Votto. That's it. Durant saying, oh, I I'd like to do something new. I'd like to go to a team and prove that I can win a championship. You have that opportunity right now with Brooklyn. You've got 
you got yourself, Durant, one of the best players in the league. You've got Kyrie. You've got a good establishment, and now you want to get traded away? I mean, the Brooklyn hey, hey, Nets— can you, picture, can you picture Larry Bird with the L.A. Lakers? Absolutely not. Nope. Can you, can you, can you, pick, can you picture, uh, I don't know, uh, Dave DeBuscher? With the with the uh, with the L.A. Lakers, you That's know, before it, his it, time. it never worked that way back <laughs> in the old days. You know, Ralph, Ralph, I, I listened to you guys last week. I wasn't I wasn't able to be up at the studio, but you guys were talking about Aaron Judge, and I sent you a message. But I, I I told you to tell Rob that you know Aaron Judge would look fantastic, you know, patrolling right field in the Red Sox jersey. You know, there you hey, go. My prediction, my prediction, Sean. He doesn't. He does not. I emphasize that does not. Sign with the with the uh, Yankees. Oh, I he think goes he will. Elsewhere. Oh, I think he will. He'll definitely sign with the Yankees. Because... Rob, I want to make a bet with you right okay. now. What can we bet that actually means something? <laughs> dinner, dinner at a dinner, 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 dinner at a dinner, 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 dinner at a. I don't want to buy Robbie dinner. I got to check with the colon doctor before <laughs> I buy Robbie dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. I'm moving my bed permanently into my bathroom. So uh, you know, it's really it's insane. I got to check with a happy colon before right, the happy no colon. Kidding. Yeah, right. We got to call Doctor Scott and Happy Colon Foods. Exactly. Sounds like something. Hey, by the way, Doctor Scott's going to sponsor my program yes, big time. I heard that. That's this, fantastic. This, this guy has been such a godsend. Oh, he's right? a great guy. Great people. He and Marissa. He's, and he's actually going to get me on another station and be my exclusive sponsor there you go wow it's gonna be, i'm gonna be on 97 the answer here in new york nice. aside from wpat we're gonna expand the romeo program there you go i gotta say real quick folks uh as i expand every, my every weeknight at 8 p.m ralph romeo 9 30 wpat one of the most fantastic shows and he engages with his listeners ralphie you are amazing by the way i just must I, say I that. do engage with wait a second them. i thought you were married already you can't engage i never wanted to get engaged till i met my wife but you know now i engage with the listeners <laughs> that's like my Andrew used to go where's I'm my sorry. ring ralph where's my ring man come on where's my ring <laughs> hey, I'll, buy, I'll buy i'll buy your ring uh, I'm sure I'll you buy, will. I'll buy anybody. You know, you know what I said about uh, the whole Jack idea box. behind. You know what I said about the NBA. Um, you know, the uh, glorified horse game, game of horse. Yes, yes. It's, you know, when you when you watch the the playoffs, was anything more obvious that the NBA is on the downside than those horrific NBA playoffs? Oh, they're awful. Everything, everything was a blowout half the time. Yeah, I just—it's unwatchable. It's funny. I was talking to to uh, Brian Rascona, you know, who the produces at the Fan, and we were on the phone talking before I got a chance to talk on the air the other night. And we always talk about how the NBA is just completely unwatchable at times. Now he thinks it's totally unwatchable. I, to me, it's mostly unwatchable. But uh, yeah, the, the, and and Francesa, I, I was just telling to Sean about this. Sent me an e- uh, my read my email on on his uh, podcast the other day and uh, was talking about he agreed with me that there's too many threes that it wasn't supposed to be used like that it was supposed to be used you know as a weapon to come back in the game and so forth not taken forty times a game you know so so uh, he kind of agreed with my point there but uh, yeah this let's I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get Francis on my show yeah and and ask him ask him why he's such a I don't want to say the word on the radio but <laughs> ask him why he has disdain for the callers why why does he hate everybody <clears throat> you know what 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 was the the attitude that he pulled his final years going by himself on the air why why couldn't he engage the callers and give them some credit once in a while he's such a stick in the mud ask him ask him too why he's retired and unretired more times than rob gronkowski and tom Brady. oh yeah oh here's the guy who can't make up his mind sean yeah, yeah for sure I like oh, you know that, why yeah. He, yeah. he digs he digs the the bon, the bon voyage he, he likes the fact that he gets bid <laughs> farewell and then gets welcome back again 
Yeah, I like Mike's program that because I like him as an interviewer. I think he's an excellent interviewer. He's not afraid to ask questions. I remember when he had like Shermer on for the Giants, and Shermer wouldn't come back on. He was asking a lot of tough questions for him. So anyway, Ralph, no, were brilliant moments, yeah. Rob. Brilliant moments. But the fact is, he has utter disdain for some of these calls. You oh, know, yeah, I used to call him. Yeah, he used so to treat. I. He used to treat. He used to treat me. You know, he had respect for me because I knew what I was talking right, about. Of course, but you can tell the insecurity as someone comes on the line that actually knows their stuff. You can see him. You can hear him bristle with his insecurity. Right, There's something right. wrong with the man. Right. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of uh, hosts, uh, ex-hosts on the fan, I got a chance to talk to Tony Page uh, last week, and Tony's doing really well. So it was cool to talk to Tony and stuff. It's a great cure for insomnia, Tony Page. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So so t- I was telling Tony about uh, you know the band. In fact, tomorrow night my band's playing for first time in two and a half years out here. We're playing on the lake up at uh, it's a ninety-five nine concert series that uh, goes on and it's been uh, going on for years. Years, so hopefully get a few thousand people up there. My band HB Funk. So I'm plugging right now, but yeah, well, I'm psyched to play tomorrow night. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. But, uh, but I yeah. heard you talking about Sylvester Stallone before. Oh yeah, well yeah, they had the Rocky Marathon. You know, I'm just like, hey, he's like, what, he's like, what do you I think do. that champ do? Hurt me real bad. I do. I do. Do you ever notice? He used to actually, he used to actually go on the the, the uh, talk shows and try to use these multi-syllabic words, and he sounded like a goofball. Then he actually got, he gained some intelligence as he grew older. When he was raw, when he was a young guy, he was trying to talk very You just read my mind. It didn't really work. You just read my mind because I said, okay. if you notice the Rocky films come one to three, all of a sudden he becomes skinnier and he becomes more intelligent. He learns to read. Right, well, Ralph, he, got Ralph, ripped, he got ripped to shreds. He's using those good drugs. Ralphie and uh, Robbie, uh, Cynthia said she's going to bail us out with the bet for Aaron Judge. She texted okay. me. She, she she sent me a message on Facebook. Said she'll cook. Well, here, okay. Here's so the thing. Right. We don't I thought have to deal, I with, the, to deal with the colon doctor. She went to the store by herself, and I'm I'm always worried about her. But she anyway, said, go she ahead. said she said she will cook to to, to you know instead of having to She's take around to a steakhouse. She's a culinary delight. Well, John. she she will cook. So. I cook too. I, I'm a great cook. I'm funny. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say or either the dream date with one of Cindy's friends or a relative. <laughs> Anyway, but uh, well, you know something. I'm going to get one of these women from Maine and hook you up with one of these women uh, up there in Maine because you don't want a New York woman. The grizzly bear. They're unreliable. You got a couple eligible bachelors sitting in the studio right now. We both would be happy with that. So you know. Hey, I'll, I'll hook you. I'll hook you up too, Sean. I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up with one of those uh, people that I have on my show on Friday. Once in a while, I have this this show on Friday. We invite other people in eligible people that uh, you know want to look for dates and so on and so forth i'll mention your name sean i can travel i, ha- I have wheels unlike most you're people. mobile you're mobile <laughs> absolutely he and pete townsend there you go you and pete townsend i, I like the alex cora accent by the way sean very nice no i, I, I thought i thought it was good right and you know we, you started we, we, to do it then you thought better of it i heard it Thank you. Thank you very much. I try, I, I try you to... Say, you know, say it, sounded, it sounded like something like a Speedy Gonzalez. But <laughs> a Speedy Gonzalez, if I suspect an All-American. Oh, like somebody will call up and say you're not being political. It's a nice way to get thrown off, right. nice get thrown off the air. <laughs> it's so, I know it's so bad. We're having too much fun. Four and three, four, four, five, five, nine, four, three. Shock jocks on a community <laughs> radio station. There we go. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah. Hey, no, hey, not Tom, glad Tom Hanks is Colonel... Tom Hanks, Rob, as Colonel Parker. He was great. He was great. It was great. It was a great movie. How, how was the it. film? Oh, how was the film? Absolutely one? fantastic. I would see it again. I told my mom to take her this week. The acting was great. The, the everything. The sets were amazing. The costumes were amazing. 
The sets down in Beale Street when they show down in Memphis is just fantastic. It's just a great film. Uh, it's, it's done from a really interesting point of view, from, from Colonel Parker's point of view. Um, I cried really hard at the end of the film. I mean, I remember I was telling uh, Sean my first summer up here in 77 is when Elvis Presley died, and I was thinking, like, you know, some of the... I mean, the guy is just was an amazing entertainer and, and, and it's so sad because he didn't have much of a life and after his mom died it was really different for him I, I think that was the thing that brought him down the most but he never had he didn't have a life I mean it was at the hotels or you know hanging out in his home in Graceland but not much of a life but uh, what an amazing entertainer the guy was just incredible and it was just really sad what happened to him I mean, you think about it he was only 42 I mean, you, just, know how he di- you know how he died, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, well, from all the drugs and exhaustion and everything yeah, else. Yeah, but do you and, know how specifically he died that day? Um, I can't remember, but I mean, you know. He actually was sitting on the throne in the bathroom. Oh, right, right, right. I remember that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And he was, and he was forcing so hard, he croaked right there. Well, God, don't tell me that. That's the truth. <laughs> Jeez. And, and, you know, that's why, I, I, that's why I go for a happy colon. Right, right, and that's what I'm scared of sometimes, you know, with this whole thing. I tell you, it's scary. This aging thing, by the way, Sean, don't get into your uh, into your 40s quite yet. So, <laughs> I got a couple more years. How old, are, how old are you, Sean? I'll be 37 in September. God, what a pup. Oh, my goodness. You're, oh, my. You're out of the cradle. Exactly. He still shows his ID when he walks into the bars and stuff like that. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're, you're, the, hey, you're the youngest guy I'm allowed to talk to on the radio. Yeah, it used well, to be, you know, God, it used to be flattering when I got, you know, ID'd when I was we'll in my forties. Now in my fifties, it's not flattering anymore. You we'll know? slap parental advisory, uh, you know, cautions when we talk, Ralph, from now on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what the greatest thing about Sean is, Rob? The fact that he's got a, he, he's an old soul in a good way. He knows about old time sports, and that's what makes him so broad and interesting. Yeah. See if this is this is. Thank it's, you, it's, Ralph. See if you find this interesting. It's true. I said to I texted Moose yesterday, and I said to him, I said that we were talking about today's NBA versus yesterday's NBA. To me, the difference is yesterday's NBA, you know, is is a different attitude. Like the problem today is the play is an example of of today's attitude on the court. It's like it's like everything that's on the court, you know, happens off the court. You know, it's just the it's this you know inconsistency and this you know sp- this the way these athletes are. They're so spoiled and pampered and everything. You know. I always, I always it's, a, say, it's a showcase. It's a circus because it's not. You don't root for a team, Rob. You root for a player. It's like, and, an, they, and they actually take it as entertainment, not as a sport. If you notice the right, way the mindset right. is in the NBA, they, they think of it as a showcase, not an actual sport. And it used to be so great. I used to love it. It really was a fun sport to watch, and now it's just so stagnant to watch. It's it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch just guys just dribble, 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 shoot, dribble, 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 shoot. Occasionally you get a pass. You get 4,000 three-pointers because I basically asked uh, Tony Page, oh, so this is what I said to Tony about what do coaches do or what Francesa. I said to Francesa, what does a coach do today? How much control does a coach have? Red Holtz may be rolling over his grave right now if he saw what was going on. Hey, you, know, you, know, you, mentioned, you mentioned Tony Page, Rob, and he, yeah. I made a remark. I was kidding. You say, Tony Page was great. Right. Oh, Tony's great. The, right. the, the, the thing, the, the direction that sports talk is taking now, so so politically correct, very in tune with the cancel culture. Yeah, they're they're hiring now. Now, mind you, you got to take it that I'm not misogynistic. You have to take it as such. <laughs> you got to take my word for it. I know. But they're hiring little little young women, like 14. They sound like 14. They're probably about 22 on a, on a station like the Fan, where you have. 65-year-old men listening, and you got these, these 22-year-old girls out of the softball league talking sports. It's, it's ridiculous what they're doing on FAN. 
Well, there's a couple of people that are old, you know, older that are pretty good. Daniel McCartan, give me a break. You like that? You like that show? Yeah, I like Daniel actually. Daniel's really, Daniel's an old. Oh. Well, Daniel's well, Daniel actually, Daniel is really an old fashioned kind of like guy, like kind of like um, what you call it? like like Sean is because she's uh, likes the old way. She we her and I talk she's about a the, throwback. Her, yeah, she's a throwback. Her and I talk about why is Aaron Judge batting second, which makes no sense. It's interesting. I was telling Sean about this before. Aaron Judge has 29 home runs and 59 runs batted. That's not very many RBIs for a guy who's 29 home runs. Why? Because he bats second. So how does analytics really make any sense when it comes to driving and runs when you're just batting? Trying to get them up as much as possible. But so what that's, if Joey Gallo? So what? The Red Sox put Devers but in the so two hole time too. If Joey Gallo, I mean that's the idea one, behind it. But, it's, but it makes no sense if Joey Gallo is batting 163 and you're batting him ninth and he can't hit the ball and he can't get on base and Lemayo comes up and bats first and he's out. The judge comes up. But but but, but Rock, now tell time. the truth. What? Wasn't it wasn't it good that Joe Gallo finally reformed himself and and, and quit the gangster route and became a ball player? <laughs> My mother always says that about Joey Gallo. Yeah, right, right. Wasn't wasn't that a great thing? Though you got to look at it positively now. What about Ernest and Julio Gallo? <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking about you talking about the that, greatest like, partners, the greatest partners of all time, exactly, right there. there Abbott and Costello. W W E E I replaced <laughs> Glenn. You know Glenn Ordway? Do you guys know who Glenn Ordway is? No. He was a no. He was on Boston Sports Talk Radio for about oh, thirty yeah, years. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Big Glenn. Big. They called it. It was the Big Show at yeah, the time. Yeah, Big Show. I know. And uh, Lou Merloni, yep. who played for the Red Sox, yep. Christian Fourier played for the Patriots. They now, from two to six, they're the they're the uh, Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. So they, they brought a well, young, a young you girl Well, know, that's the way it goes. Hey, you know, but Sean, I was saying but before. Every, cha- every, channel's bear, bear with, every channel's doing it, though. Every channel's doing it. When, when, he, when, when, when you turn on WFAN, you get a voice that sounds like she's an eighth grader, right? <laughs> that's and how this girl sounds on the EEI, too. Yep. Daniel, yeah, she's I think talking about big, 30s, talking about big-time sports. And the people that call in, you got guy, you got a guy like uh, Sal from Brooklyn. Hey, uh, they, you know, they call in. What do they have in common with a little school schoolgirl that got her job on this but on the fan just because she's, she's a female a, and because that's it, they need to hire people like that? No, but she's not a little schoolgirl. She's who's, actually in her thirties and she's a teach. She's a teacher. She teaches Italian. Of who's all the, things. Who's I, know, the, I know. I'm, I'm being bad, but the other one now they have another. Oh, you talking about have Trista? Talk about Trista Crick. And I use the word wait, more. I use wait, the word moron specifically. Wait, you talking no, about you talking about Trista Crick? Trista's Trista's not like little. She, I mean, she's about as much in common as Jessica Mendoza had calling Sunday night baseball, and she'd be like, yeah, yeah. well, when I played softball. You got a, a 70-year-old softball. man calling from, 70-year-old man from Bensonhurst, and, and, you, and you got this kid from, <laughs> from Laguna, Laguna, Laguna Beach, California. <laughs> from Bensonhurst? Yeah, wait, Gramercy 45451. <laughs> <laughs> right, like the old days, like my grandmother. Gramercy 4, what was it? There's, there's other extensions, right, in New York, Ralph? I'm trying to remember all the other ones, right? <laughs> Hey, uh, Ralph, real quick. The, great, the greatest accent forever. You know these guys with the accent? They don't know they had the accent. Oh, I know. Hey, Ralphie, real quick here. Your Mets, uh, <laughs> Jacob DeGrom, threw uh, about an inning and a third the other day, just on his rehab, hit 100, 100 miles an hour plus five times. And well, that's Matt- a very good point, and that, that's a that's a barometer, I suppose, but does a pitcher really have to get triple digits that's to be what, ready? That's, that's what I was going to ask you. Why does the guy feel the need to go 100%, 100% of the time? I mean, dial how it, can you dial go it full back. Thro- dial Sean, it back. How could you go full throttle on every pitch? It doesn't make sense. Dial it back. 
Throw 93-94. I mean, he could do it's that. It's a marathon, not a sprint. A he could you know, do you want to go seven innings once in a while. You can't go off full throttle on every pitch. I mean, I think Steve Cohen is pretty much World Series or bust here, you know. So <sighs> you got to go, you know. He could throw that in a sleep. I need, I need a loan. I need back. a loan. I wanted Steve Cohen to throw me a million. That pocket change. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Steve Cohen, I'd be standing on the street every day giving out 50 grand everybody walks by. I'd be like, you know, right, right. why'd you give it like, to these fat cat right, athletes? Right. Give it to us. Right. I'd be like, you know what? I'd be like, I'd be like, but what's it called? Like, uh, remember Brewster's Millions? Remember the, the movie? And, yeah, and Richard I remember Pryor that. has to take all these people Richard to lunch. Yeah, he has to spend all this money in a certain amount of time to get more money. So he takes like the entire block of Fifth Avenue to lunch, you know? It's hilarious. <laughs> that 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 would be philanthropic now, exactly. not giving it to these big time athletes. Right, exactly. It's ridiculous. Oh, so I was telling Sean about some of the contracts. I got about a minute here, but I was telling Sean about the contracts and like you know these kind con- like Bradley Beal from the Wizards, two hundred fifty-one million dollars for five years. Devin Booker, two fourteen for four years. John Morant, who's I love John Morant, five years, twenty-three. Bo- you ever see John Morant play, Ralph? Yeah, maybe maybe once from or the twice. Grizzlies. There's an old-fashioned type guy who takes the ball to the basket. I love Luka? watching John. How about, how about what Luca got? Great. Yeah, oh, Luca got a huge contract too. What did Luca get? Five, uh, four and two. Oh yeah, four and two. Some yeah, yeah. I, I think I had written it down, but there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Five yeah, you and two, know one of the best, five, the best two, offensive, the best offensive weapons I've ever seen in my life, and a guy that goes underrated. Nobody talks about him. I, a guy that was unstoppable that played with the Knicks were Bernard King. Was oh, Ber- yeah. Bernard King. Of course. I love one of my all-time and he played players. And he played the game where he would back in. He had an excellent offensive game. There's not one guy in the NBA, Durant and all these guys included, that can match with this guy. This guy was fantastic. And, you know, he's not even thought to be in the top 50 sometimes. Yeah, I know. Well, Bernard, if you saw him go down the left side, he was unstoppable. And I remember a game in Detroit where he scored like 50 points and he had like bad fingers and stuff. It was amazing. He guy's amazing. Remember, remember on, on a bad game. night, Rob, he'd, he'd go for 35. Yeah, he was he, a great he was, player. He was fantastic. His, bro- his brother was a good player, too, and Albert was a good player, too. So I saw Albert in small claims court one time. And a hell of a guitar player. I'm kidding. I'm thinking of Albert. And I saw him in small claims in New Jersey that just threw the book at him. <laughs> I'm serious. Really? I, I saw I saw him in White Cough. I'm not even kidding. In White Cough, New Jersey, wow. Albert King, round about 1992. The judge fined him a, a king's ransom one time for something. Wow, unbelievable. Anyway, anyway yeah, I, I let, I let you guys so. run, but tune in tonight, eight o'clock. Okay. You hey, we're still it, we're still looking for Beningo's phone number. If you can hook us up with it, you, I, can... I, you know I had the old phone number. I called up. I got some old lady in Pasadena. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, maybe if she's interested in calling us. We'll we'll take any calls. You know, she you'll, wants. You'll t- I tell you, at this point in time, you know, go for the old lady. She wants to talk about the cactuses. We're all we're all we're all for it. You know, because it's that she time of year. She wants to talk about the golden talk. the golden girls, Sean. The gold. That's fine. Hey, hey, Betty White, rest in peace. Absolutely. Let's talk about Rue McClanahan, Sean. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll be tuning in to you tonight, Ralph. Yeah. We'll t- all right. Go. All right. Sad to send. All right. Okay, buddy. All right. Lots of love. All right. It's Ralph Romeo checking in right there. Tuesday. That was a long one. <laughs> Good spot. Four, Great spot yeah. as always. Oh, always. Yeah. Definitely. Four one three four four five five nine four three. Come back. Talk some baseball. Some hoops. Anything you want to talk about? Give us a call in the world of sports. Uh, lots of other stuff going on. Of course, NFL training camps and stuff going on. Not too much movement right now in the NFL, but uh, we'll get back and talk some more baseball because I definitely want to talk about the Yankees, the Red Sox, and also uh, Max Scherzer coming back to uh, the Mets. So we'll be back right after this. WTBR FM is listener supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. 
You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. Larry Krepke here from Nothing But Old 45s, inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music I've ever recorded, like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Klein, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM. Pittsfield Community Radio. Sweet Country Music. Check it out, it's the Terminator. Hey, when'd you get back, huh? Did you have to shoot anyone? Why are you so distant? Are you not happy to see me? So what's the deal? You gonna get a job now or what? Why are you being so jumpy? Put all that stuff behind you, okay? No one knows what it's like to come back from Iraq or Afghanistan unless they were there. Join other veterans at communityofveterans.org because we know where you're coming from. Brought to you by Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America and the Ad Council. In the early hours after the tsunami, it was ham radio that was on the air, saving lives. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. When disasters strike, the hams are ready. Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Bristol County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBRFM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Oh man, we're having too much fun here. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM with Cronin and the Zuck on a Tuesday morning at 10.34. Thanks to Ralph Romeo for joining us as always on our Tuesday spot. Went a little bit <laughs> too far there, like 30 minute interview. There you go. Well, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to see if we can get any callers today. 413-445-5943. Yes, this is a sports talk show. <laughs> is it? It's a sports college show. <laughs> yeah, it we seems were, to be a little bit of potpourri we were, today. We were running around the horn there, man. I tell you. Well, that's good. I mean, you got you, you can't dwell on everything. But again, back to the Yankees. I mean, okay, here's the deal. All right, what is baseball? You know, July 4th is such a baseball day. And for years, the Yankees always had... You know, games on Fourth of July, and now they don't, and it's just ridiculous. And I'm thinking, why don't they have part? You know, why don't they do this? And shouldn't every team play on the Fourth of yes, July in baseball? Yes. So here's Boone, the genius that he is. And look, I know the Yankees had a great record. I've enjoyed the season. Blah blah blah. We all we all know this, okay? But he sits Judge and Lemayu on the game on Sunday. The Yankees get one hit by Cleveland. <laughs> the Guardians. And they're they're off on Fourth of July. Boone, what are you thinking about? You guys are still 58 and 22. It's baseball. Best record they're standing in, in the outfield for crying out. I know. Believe me. See, we have to find something to complain about or else it's just not going to be fun. I wouldn't say complain. Something to analyze or observe. 
I mean, that does that make any sense to you to sit your two best players on a day where the next day you have a day off? Especially on Sunday where, where you know, Why? families bring their kids to the ballpark and, and their stars are sitting on the see bench. Judge. Their stars are sitting on the bench. That's just, that's brutal. Where's John Fogarty put me in, coach? I'm ready to play. Now, now, I mean, now let me ask you this. Is that Boone or is that Cashman? Oh, is Cashman calling down saying, I "Sit hope, your two I best players. Not. Sit your two of your best no, players." No, it's not. You know what it is? It's a it's a group decision that probably you know Boone was looking at a calendar probably you know over the winter time going, "Okay, let's see. Uh, well, on uh, July a fourth weekend, we don't have a game, so we'll just sit uh, uh, Aaron Judge there, and if anybody has a ten game hitting streak, we'll hit him too. We'll, we'll sit him too." And I like the fact. How do you like? How would you like to be Miguel Andor? I'd walk into the office of the owner of, of Steinbrenner. I, I would walk into my GM's office. Trade right me. Out, trade me yesterday. Right and now. Yeah. Yeah. To quote. You know. Slap shot. I mean. I mean. Joey Gallo's hitting 163. Okay. I'll take anybody right now. We'll put Sean Cronin in there, folks. He'll hit better. I mean, Sean. I mean, the guy's hitting. I mean, what is the fascination with Joey Gallo? Could you please explain this to me? Because he's what? Because he's a Gold Glove outfielder. The guy struck. He has struck out at least ninety times this season. I don't know how many bats he's had, but go look how many times he struck out in the amount of bats. It's ridiculous. I saw it. It's did ridiculous. It, did I send you the thing the other day where it said Joey Gallo struck out thirty times in the month of June? Is that T- what it is? Tony Gwynn struck out twenty-seven times the final three years of his career. Twenty-seven and total times in was, three years. Unbelievable. I was having a conversation with Emmanuel Babari on the fan the other night. Emmanuel does uh, producing and he hosts some shows. He's very good. And I said to him, I said, you know. Why doesn't this guy go down to the minors and try and reinvent himself? I would be embarrassed as a Major League Baseball player hitting 163, striking out as many times as they do. He says, well, he doesn't have an option. Well, the hell with the option. I would be like, send me down now so that I can practice, you know, maybe reinventing myself as a player. I mean, it's a joke. And then the shift doesn't help him any better because he can't hit the damn ball the opposite way unless he bunts it once in a while. Well, they talk about the, the, the true Ridiculous. three outcomes player, home runs, strikeouts, walks. He's become the true one outcome player, <laughs> strikeout. I mean, it's ridiculous it's, 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 to it's, watch. It's terrible. It's just absolutely as ridiculous. A Red Sox, as a Red Sox fan, I sit back and admire it. I do. <laughs> I really do. But <laughs> Speaking of a guy that has lost his ability to hit the ball again is J.D. Martinez for the Red Sox. I mean, he's batting three oh five. Don't let that fool you because uh, a month ago was he, he was hitting over three fifty. Seems like every time he gets up to bat nowadays, he's got a pitching wedge in his hand instead of a baseball bat because he's, he's, he is just, just golfing. What they, happened? They, they, they're throwing him sliders off the plate, and that's that's his – he can't hit that. He cannot hit that pitch. What happened with the Cubs series this week? And I watched the game. I finally got a chance to watch the Red Sox a little bit because they were on national TV because Nesson has been taken away from my dish. They took it away. I mean, Dish didn't take away Nesson. Nesson took away Dish, basically. Well, when you score five runs in three games I against mean, the Cubs, you're not going to win. I mean, the Cubs are terrible. When you score five runs in three games, you're not going to win. And it was it was pathetic. It was, it was awful to watch. They just they couldn't score any runs. It seems like the Red Sox play to the level of their competition sometimes. And speaking of levels of their competition, the Yankees are in Pittsburgh tonight. So I got a chance to watch O'Neill Cruz, this kid I told you about. And he went and had three hits the other day. And he was named after Paul O'Neill, which I thought was kind of cool, too. Since since the, that, the, that kid is a beast. He's huge. He's huge. Right. He'll play in Pittsburgh it's like for two years. He could be years. a linebacker. He'll play in Pittsburgh, and then he'll be gone. And they'll, so they'll, they won't be able to afford to sign him or something. Who knows? Well, you know? he'll be your next shortstop. 
yeah. for the Yankees. That's that's <laughs> no. that's what he plays, right? Shortstop. Well, yeah, he's a shortstop, but he could be he could be a pitcher really. I mean, when he throws, I mean, the man that guy throws ninety nine miles an hour across from shortstop to first base. Yeah, Statcast. Have you seen the guy's the arm? Day. It was insane. Have you seen Have you seen this kid throw? Yes. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. Ninety seven point eight miles an hour last I, week. I believe he was debut. in the Dodger organization at one time. I think that's. I think wasn't he in the Dodger organization? I think, and then he came in a trade to Pittsburgh. But I mean, I just like. It just blows my mind, you know, with um, some of these kids you see in the major leagues. They were the team for, you know, a couple of years, and then they can't afford to sign. There's a kid in Seattle that's really good. There's a, a lot of young players that are coming through the minor league system now. The kid up in Baltimore is pretty good. And uh, That whole argument of can't afford to sign players needs to go away because every owner of a major league baseball team are billionaires. Did you know? Yeah. Did you know that the, the Oakland—I was looking up the, the owner of the Oakland A's. This guy's worth billions. Yeah. How in the you know we talked about this last week on the program about having a minimum uh, you know salary uh, not minimum salary but a minimum you have to spend, spend a certain amount yes yeah, well, yeah right exactly so I was thinking of a good word for it but like, you mentioned that last week when I wasn't on radio I was listening to you and you, right, right, and you right. brought up that point I yeah. was like hey he's thinking of man that's yeah of course cool. yeah but you that's know, but no but it's ridiculous Oakland they're they're going to be moving the team most likely to Vegas. So they're going to lose their football team and they're going to lose their baseball team, and that's terrible because I tell you what, those Oakland fans out there—they are—they are dedicated fans. If you put a good product on, people will come. If you put a garbage product on, why should people pay these ridiculous prices for major league tickets and for concessions when you're putting a team on the field where your best player is Tony Kemp hitting two twenty? I got to tell you though, I mean it's ridiculous. Look at the lineup. I didn't hear of ninety percent of those guys. That stadium is hot garbage. It's awful when they I, put that stupid what. what a, Thing in the, in the upper in the upper deck. We lived out in California. Tarp. We lived out in California my freshman year of high school, and right, we went right. to a couple A's Red Sox games. It is a garbage stadium. I mean, you're you when you go into the bathroom, you're peeing in troughs. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, is that, it's wait is that is that the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum? That's the one. right? It's awful. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. Right, right. Yep. Okay. You know, and, and they've been trying for years to, to, to get a new stadium. I don't I don't want to hear this nonsense of trying for years. You're a billionaire. You can figure out a way to put up a new stadium if you want to. Like Arizona. How how old is Arizona Stadium? The Diamondbacks. They're it's not like that what, old, twenty not years old? old. Yeah, they're, they're, like they've that. been talking for the last five years that they want to put up a new stadium. Why? Yeah. Because they can afford it. I, I, it's it, it really frustrates yeah, me. My Oakland, old... Oakland is a great sports town. They have, I mean, they just moved the the Golden State Warriors from Oakland to San Francisco. Right, right. You know, so they're 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 depleting all their fans. And it, 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 they moved the the Raiders to Vegas. It's they're not the nicest the... town in the world. I mean, it's not the nicest area to live, Oakland. I'm, my, my one but of my where the stadium is isn't bad. No, it's right. Okay, it's a nice location. It's in, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's, and I mean, from San Francisco to Oakland's an hour, but. I mean, to move them from there to Vegas? Uh, <laughs> Don't worry me. You know, it's, about, it's all about money. And, and can you blame the ownership? But the thing is that if you're an owner, it, it, okay, so you want to move the team to Vegas. So the point is being, uh, building a bigger stadium, obviously drawing more fans. And the thing is, is that you're going to obviously have some kind of, you know, Incentive to come there because maybe they're going to spend more money to get more players. I don't know. I really don't know if that's if that's going to happen with these ownerships. I mean, look at Pittsburgh. All these guys are multi. You're right. They're all multi billionaires. Someone actually like Steve Cohen 
you know, want to win the championship. And some of these guys just basically do it as a tax write-off, whatever they're doing, you know, just for fun. Hey, I think I'll own a major league club, but I won't spend that much money on it. No, I mean, let me, let me I actually like to be an A's fan, by God, every year. I mean, you just lost Greg Olson and the kid at third. I mean, Matt Chapman. Uh, uh, Chapman, yeah, crazy. Three, three-fifths of your starting rotation. Right. I mean, and they're going to trade the other kid. They're going to trade Montas. And Montas, yeah, yeah. he's really good, too. I know. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. How about, let me ask you this yeah. question, right? Yeah. Okay, so ba- Major League Baseball has gotten uh, in bed with FanDuel now, or, or FanDuel or DraftKings, right, right. whichever one they're using. Yeah, yeah. So you can legally bet on baseball now. But Pete Rose still isn't in the Hall of Fame. Do you think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame? I do. Yes. Pete, let me tell you something. I mean, Most hits of all time? I, I, I will say this, and I've always said this, that what Pete Rose did wasn't as bad as what these guys did by taking steroids and, and ruining the game and, and, and just completely just blowing up the numbers. Because we know about baseball. Stats in baseball count more than any other statistics in any other sport. I mean, the stats are so important to the history of the game. And, yeah, I, I absolutely should be in the Hall of Fame. But you know what? At the same time, though, he could have been in the Hall of Fame and he could have been back in baseball except for his arrogance. And I love Pete when he's on. Like, he and Francesa did an interview together one day that was absolutely fantastic. If you get a chance, go look at it. You can find it online. And, I mean, it was a great interview with him. But the thing is that his lack of humility really hurt him. But, yes, should he be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Ty Cobb is in the Hall of Fame. Ty Cobb was a bigger SOB than anybody, for crying out loud. I mean, okay, so, I mean, Pete Rose had his issues, but, I mean, Pete Rose said he never bet against his team, which I truly believe that he didn't bet against his team because he wants to win and so forth. But, yeah, I believe taking steroids and beefing yourself up and cheating is worse than anything Pete Rose ever did. So that's that's how I feel. But I Not, I, to, not to go all Hall of Fame on you, but, you know, Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. A-Rod should be in the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame. You know, the Hall of Fame is a museum. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a history lesson. Right. You know, and how do you – explain the history of baseball without some of the greatest players to ever play the game not in the museum you know it's it's how do you how do you bring your kid 15 years from now to cooperstown (laughs) and and not be able to explain well barry bonds is the all-time home run leader but he's not in the hall of fame why daddy uh because uh the the writers uh they uh hold a gate you know, and he they, was a they, Hall of they, Famer they, before he blew himself up. He, he was, was a Hall of Famer in Pittsfield. Er, Pittsfield, Pittsfield, Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, yeah, but, Pittsfield too. They, right, you know, yeah. Roger Clemens was a Hall of Famer Absolutely. before he left the Red Sox. Right. You know, and went right. on to pitch so another A-Rod. twelve years. And yes. A-Rod didn't needle. And A-Rod, the problem with A-Rod is that you know not only did it once, did it twice, lied twice. I mean, it's like ridiculous. How do these guys, you know, how their conscience conscience didn't bother them for so long. So four one three four four five five nine four three got about fifteen minutes left in the program. Sean Cronin, Robbie Zucker, as always, on our Tuesday spot and. Of course, uh, Pittsfield Suns baseball on here all the time, too. I don't know when the next game is. I'll have to check. I wish they get the schedule up here. Maybe Matt knows. Maybe he could fill me in on that. But I was listening the other day to the Suns, so uh, it's been kind of a up-and-down sort of 500 season for them. But, uh, you know, but you can tune in every game right here on WTBR 89.7 FM. The guys do a really good job, too, on the radio. They really do a nice they job do. play-by-play in, uh, in color. So I still say we got to go to a game. Absolutely, yeah. I, I know, and I, I've been trying to get back to Margo about singing the national anthem out there. So I'm singing tomorrow night. That should be a blast. Hopefully we'll have really good weather, and there'll be a lot of people live at the lake. So I've, I've heard it advertised. Susan called me. She says, hey, I, she says, I heard you guys advertised uh, for the band on, on the station. I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, a little publicity would be nice. So, And then we're playing up at Greylock, Mount Greylock, on, uh, on Saturday night, 6 to 9 up there. So that's a three-hour gig. Hey, there's a phone call. All right. Hang on. Go for it. Cynthia. Good morning, you're on WTBR Sports Talk. Hey, Cynthia. Hey, this is Cynthia. Hey, what's How going are you on? Guys? We get the whole hey, family there. here. 
We get the full family. The whole, yeah, really, the whole Romeo Mishpacha right here on WTBR. What's going on? Hey, I just want to know what you guys want me to cook. <laughs> what, you think Aaron Judge? You think Aaron Judge is going at, going someplace? That bow tie pasta with the shrimp looked amazing. So where, so Whatever where, you guys are betting, wait, I'll, I'll cook for. So it. wait a sec. Okay, so wait a second. So where do you think Aaron Judge is going to go next year? Hey, I don't know. Red I have Sox. no idea about There's sport. no Red way Sox. in the world that he's leaving the Yankees. There's no way in the world they'll give him a major contract. They'll probably give him 37, 38 million for seven or eight years, whatever, until he's an old man walking with a cane and then he'll resign. He's not going anywhere. He's a he's a money market machine you know, who sells more whoever, jerseys whoever than anybody. Wins the bet, I'll cook. Okay. <laughs> if he goes to Boston, we're having lobster. You guys got to come up here sometime. Take a drive up. Seriously, you'd, Ralph, you'd love it up here, man. I'm telling you, you guys would love it up here. It's a really nice place to retire. It is. It's just, and the theater's, the theater's great in the summer. It is. It's. I mean, the winters aren't we'll as bad as they used to be. Soon. Okay. That sounds good. And I'm taking Ralph <laughs> so up on his invite to come down for dinner one what, of these Sundays, so, too. So, yeah, so. so what's your best dish? Yeah, Sean and I will drive down, man. We'll, he'll take the truck. <laughs> Absolutely. Because my car is not, it's falling apart. I don't even trust anymore. So, uh, so it's... So it's surf and turf? Is that what it is? Surf and turf. He's got as much, uh, you know, uh, traction on his tires as I have on my bald tennis shoes that I'm wearing here. So, you know, so we might need to take the truck He's got down. slicks. How He's got feet? slicks. Yeah, right. He's got go-kart yeah, tires yeah, right. on I'm his doing, Yeah, I'm doing my best Fred Flintstone lifting my car. And like, so, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, so how you, how you feeling? Sounds like you're doing better. I'm glad. Uh, a lot better. Good. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were worried about it, you there. It took a long time oh, to yeah, heal. I'm, I'm actually able to stand up straight and walk. There you go. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm glad I'm able to, to do that every day. Or anything anymore. I'm glad I can do that every day. And stand we've been, you've been, and you've been in our thoughts daily, Cynthia. Oh, just so thank you, know. you so much, you guys. I, I've never thank met you or Ralph in person, but I feel like I've known you guys forever. So, yep. We love you. Well, well, you know, that's how I felt when I was starting to talk to Ralph. I felt like I'd known him forever. It was it was weird. It's a weird feeling that you you, you know, you feel that you know somebody forever and then you meet him then it it still continues. They so, they they say time doesn't have any you know, essence of a relationship. It's 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 how the people connect spiritually and everything. And you guys just right. the way you guys, uh, you know, we post on Facebook every day like I love you so much, Cynthia. And then you write things back about him, and he writes things back about you. It inspires me daily to think that that that's out there somewhere. And I just you, you guys truly inspire me. I love it. I really do. Oh, thank you. It's, it's fantastic. I'm glad that we You're the meaning people. of my life. You're the inspiration. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was getting a little carried away. Robbie's just auditioning for uh, American Idol over there, you know. There we go. <laughs> just don't get Simon on there. Oh, oh, that, yeah. that, that would be a no for me, Cynthia. <laughs> uh, that was awful. That was truly terrible. And I have to say, who taught you how to sing that song? Because that was awful. <laughs> That's my, yeah, I was, that's my Simon brutal. impression. I had my audition. I was going to audition for The Voice, actually, in New York City. I was going to audition. I had my audition papers a couple of years ago, and I went down there and never got down to the city, so it was kind of a bummer. But, uh, yeah. You should so, go for it again. You guys got to come up and see the band one of these days. Seriously. I mean, we, we kick we, we kick butt. We really do. So, anyway. We'll be up there soon. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you would love it up here. I, the Summer Theater is great up here, so. But, uh, anyway, yeah. So, hey, thanks for, thanks for giving us a, a buzz there. You're so. welcome. You guys have a great day. You too, Han. Thank Feel you. good. All right, thanks. You too. All right, thanks. Thank you. Bye. It's the other half of the Romeo Connection checking in. <laughs> I told...
I said to Ralph, I said, I said, I don't want to talk to you. She's on the phone producing and she sounds great for, you know, I'd rather hear her voice, right? <laughs> a sultry voice there. 1051 right here on WTBR 4455943. Cronin and the Suck on WTBR 89.7 every Tuesday. We're here. Arf. And, uh, yep. And uh, stay tuned for more programming. And then four o'clock, Beatles Forever. And we're going to take a break. And we'll be back for wrap it up right here on another Tuesday. Be back soon. Let's go, Brandon. WTBR-FM is listener-supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. Hola, hola. I'm Daisy. Yo soy Marta. Whether you want to learn a little Spanish or get a glimpse of our wonderful Latin roots, join us as we celebrate Latin culture with music from genres ranging from salsa to bachata. Gain insight on local news, community information, and very special guests. Only on Mundo Latino. Welcoming listeners of all nations on WTBR 89.7 FM. Support for Mundo Latino comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC provides access to higher education to everyone in Berkshire County and beyond, offering more than 50 high-quality programs, small class sizes, and an affordable education to help their students of all ages achieve their dreams. At BCC, their middle name is Community. And from County Ambulance, providing quality, professional, efficient medical care and medical transportation services to the citizens of Berkshire County. Online at countyamb.com. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8, and if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. I smoke because it's a habit. It's very hard to quit. I've tried. My wife smokes. It's not allowed in the home. It's not allowed around my children. I just know it isn't good. My husband hates that I smoke, and I smoke outside. It irritates her a little bit, but I think she sees and understands what I'm trying to get across to her, that it's not only bad to her, but it's bad to my three beautiful daughters and my two sons. My dad gets upset with my mom because she smokes and he doesn't, and whenever my mom goes and smokes, she has to go smoke outside. I don't think my mom should smoke because it's really bad for you, and it could hurt you really bad. I do think there is a correlation between parents and kids. The parent smokes, the kids think it's okay for them to smoke. Sometimes, all you need is a small reason to quit. Yeah, I love my mom very much, but I still wish she'd stop smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hello, Phil Tierney here. The host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. 
And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. WTR Sports Talk right here from the Zucker 1055 on our usual Tuesday slot. Thank you, Jay Giles, for that uh, fine introduction there. 413-445-5943. we got a five minutes. Uh, I was mentioned about the Jalen Brunson uh, deal with the Knicks. Four years, $104 million. I love it. I think this kid's really good, and his dad's coaching them. So why not? You know, he's going to make a lot of people better. He's going to make Obi better on that team. Hopefully... Hopefully he'll make Randall better because I'm sick and tired of Randall dribbling the ball up. But uh, Jalen Brunson, so four years, $104 million, had 16, what, 16 and a half points last last year. I think four and a half uh, uh, assists, five rebounds, something like that. But he's a good player, and he, it's a start. You know, it's a start for the Knicks. And I'm not saying they're going to win an NBA championship, but maybe they can make the playoffs with this guy at least because last year was a disaster. And I think Randall will come back better this year. I think he's definitely a guy who, you know, wants to wants – to, I guess win back the crowd or win back the Nick fans because last year was ridiculous with his, you know, ranting at the Nick fans. It was ridiculous. You know, it's like just play the game already. These guys just make too much money. That's my problem. They just make way too much. They really do. Well, it's ye- a joke. Ye- well, yelling at the fans. I mean, you got two cities, Boston and New York, yep. and all they care about is sports. I mean, when I say all they care about, that's not what I mean. I mean, they they really are faithful sports fans, and if you're not performing, you're gonna get booed. You're going to get heckled. And he had a bad year last year. You know, he came off a great season two years ago. They gave him this massive contract. What did Randall get? Like $116 million, Some, something yeah, crazy something like, like that? crazy contract, yeah. It's nuts. Really nuts. I mean, the Red Sox fans were booing Trevor Story in May. Then he went on a ridiculous tear. But it's if you don't perform in, in our cities, like New York, as you say, two guys. Right, right. One, you know, right, right, it's right. If you don't perform in our cities, you're going to get booed. You're going to be held accountable for your play, especially when you're making 20-some-odd million right. dollars a year. Right, when you're making $13 million, like Joey Gallo, and you strike Joey out every friggin' time. I mean, it's ridiculous. But I, I wanted to ask you about this player. Malcolm Brogdon, there was a trade. There was a trade from the Celtics. They got him from Indiana. I love he's, it. He's a guy who can score. He was averaging 20 points per game. His problem is that he's never healthy. He's so played. if he stays healthy, you know, he's, he's a guy who could pretty much help them, you know. I think you bring him off the bench. I mean, I, I still don't want them to get rid of Marcus Smart. Did you like the Gallinari signing? I did. I loved Gallinari I think and Gallinari, played for the Knicks, but I mean, he, of course they never lasted because they trade him for Carmelo. Anyway, tell me about the Gallinari well, I signing. Think, I mean, he's 6'10". Right. You know, right. I mean, I think he can provide value. I mean, he doesn't play a lick of defense. But if he could get in there, you know, and just once in a while take some minutes, you know, away from uh, Horford and Robert Williams, you know, like as a, like a third big guy, you know what I mean? And they and and he posts up. He's actually one of those guys that isn't afraid to get under the basket and post up and shoot, you know, in the paint. Has do do, do half of these players in the NBA any, anymore know what paint means? They don't even post or do paint. Do they know what paint means? Yeah. I mean, this guy will post up and shoot, you know, he'll but he's also, I think he shot 41% from three-point range last year. Right. I'm not so he's, a, he's a guy that can come off the bench right, and right, give, right. You, give you 15. Right, give you minutes, yeah. right, and points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you familiar with Isaiah Hardestine, the, the kid they got from the Clippers, the Knicks? Because he's a center, but I'm not really, you know, he's going to probably back up, too, because they, re, they, you know, they, re, they re-signed, uh, you know, um, what's his name, the uh, the center. So they, uh, God, it's amazing. Sometimes I totally forget. But, uh, yeah, they, they, got, they got Isaiah Hardestine. And uh, a guy from um, 
from the Clippers to, to you know to be a center to play behind there. So, but uh, we'll see. You know, I mean the Knicks. I think the off season in the NBA we'll is more exciting than the than the regular season in the playoffs. Yeah, it's the, it's the off season, the drama. You know, the drama, the drama. I can't believe we're already out of here already. That's insane. It's insane. I hope everybody had a great 4th of July, except for Brandon. (laughs) Anyway, we'll be back next week at our same Bat Time, Bat Channel. So stay tuned for more programming at Beatles Forever at 4 o'clock. Robbie Zucker and Sean Cronin sign off for another edition of WTBR Sports Talk. We'll be back next week. Stay well and enjoy the weather. And come see us tomorrow night. Adios. Let's go.